Rachel, you want to kick it off? Sure. <clears throat> Are we recording? Are we recording? Me, 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 me. <laughs> yeah, we're recording. Sorry about all my noises. I, I'm just a disgusting person. I don't think that's the case. I vehemently disagree. Go ahead. Okay. So this is the first time I've had, I've been able to introduce the podcast, and I'm very excited. So here we go. Welcome to Ghosts, I guess, where two <laughs> Canadian ladies get together to talk about weird supernatural shit that doesn't seem to have a place in normal conversation. We talk about our experiences, invite other guests to share theirs, first guest today, and at the end of every episode, we will discuss how much our conversation and stories convinced us or didn't to believe in the paranormal. So do we believe in ghosts? It's hard to say, but please join us as we talk about it anyway. Beautiful. Do believe in ghosts? Anyway, uh, ladies and gentle dudes, today we have a very special episode of ghosts, I guess. <laughs> um, so joining us today is our very first guest and my good friend, Danielle, a.k.a. Danny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Danielle is a local business lady and entrepreneur, um, local to me, at least, not to Rachel, with a distinct understanding and appreciation for otherworldly things. Um, I can always feel comfortable sharing my ghostly encounters with Danielle. And for some reason, she always seems to believe me without question. So that is why today we're happy to have you on the show, Danielle, and to dig into your spooky dooky stories. Hi. Uh, hi. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, I think a part of my brain knew I was the first, but I get really squishy <laughs> and emotional sometimes. So I'll just blaze past that. <laughs> I also wanted to just note not to um, rattle any cages, but uh, Danielle would also be a local entrepreneur to me as well. As well. Not maybe like, like she's not near me locally, but if she's a local entrepreneur, she's a local entrepreneur. That's what I'm saying. What are you saying? <laughs> I can't with you tonight. Can I just we can't. <laughs> We can't keep doing this, Kim. <laughs> I'm just so slow. Can you just explain that again? I'm not much faster. I also just made some sweeping generalizations on pronouns as well. So I'm sorry. She heard. Oh, she her. Okay. She her as well. All right. So this is All exciting. Right. So Danielle, uh, tell us a little bit about you. Um, oh my God, we don't have time for all of that. I can't <laughs> keep my ass still. Um, I am a friend of Kimberlina. Kimmy, That's Kimmy, me. carrots, carrots. That's me. Hot moms. And now friend of Raquel Nibbles. <laughs> um, I also identify as a wife and mother. Uh, I have a couple businesses. I'm a sometimes streamer. I'm currently in school to be a paralegal one day when I grow up. That's badass. And I'm a practicing witch. And I have, <laughs> even before I learned about um, my kind of ancestral callings, if you will, I had experiences that had only one explanation. 
Mm. And, and once they happened, then it was almost like the doors were opened to uh, family history with the supernatural, so to speak. Um, going back, especially on my dad's side of the family, there's quite a few fun, spooky dookie stories. Ooh, I can't wait. As legend would have it. As so, legend would have it. Amazing. Yeah. We want to to see where Danielle falls on um I guess our our scale, even though we we keep changing whether it's one to five or one to ten or it's <laughs> it's arbitrary. We we assign numbers all the time, but where you would fall in terms of your belief in uh ghosts and the supernatural, I guess. Was it one to five, Kim? Yeah. So essentially like on a scale of one to five, one being not at all, five being, oh, hell yeah. Do you believe in ghosts? And if yeah. so, what's your, what is your definition of ghosts? Like, what is your definition of ghost? Okay. So, I mean, this is, this is an, an easy answer for me. Yes, I believe in ghosts. And I think that ghosts is more of a sweeping generalization or umbrella term. Mm. of interactions with energies of people that are no longer 3d they have unsubscribed from this earthly plane so to speak they peaced out yeah um i mean depending on the mental state of the situation i think you can get malevolent angry Mm. unsettled type energies um but the more I think whole the mind is at the time, you can get more from it. Can I ask, so yes. do you believe that a ghost, let's just say you see something or you feel something or you know that there's a spirit close to you or whatever. Yeah. And you're telling me mm-hmm. that this ghost is energy of someone that has passed Mm -hmm. they're no longer 3d Mm -hmm. so do you think they're in that time and space and can interact with you and almost provide like unique conversation with absolutely or communication or you don't think they're just because we've had some memories yeah we've had some conversations about like if Personally, sometimes I feel like it's just an imprint where it's like this person has already passed and I'm just capturing a glimpse of something that has happened in maybe another plane or another 50 years ago. Imprint. Yeah. But I don't think how those things are mutually. I don't think I think they're two completely different experiences. Okay. I wouldn't put them as synonymous. I would say that you're experiencing an imprint or an, an, a memory of energy of something mm-hmm. that was significant enough at that time that it left an imprint is different from an actual ghost or spirit. Interesting. Hmm. That would be so my you, argument. You think that spirit is trapped and can, or not even trapped, but like you just think that that spirit can tell you things, communicate things to you. If if that channel is opened. Yes, absolutely. Mm. And I've had it. I've experienced it. 
Interesting. That's pretty profound. That's so cool. Do you think that the spirit is stuck or is that too like, like as a human, do we not understand that, you know, the spirit can be here and there and everywhere and be a part of everything. So it's never really stuck. Like it could be in some sort of afterlife, but at the same time haunting a place or do you think, what do you, how do we, I think, I think yes. And yes. So Again, I I think there is a lot to be said for the psychological state of the energy. So Mm. if that spirit itself is stuck for whatever reason before it can, sometimes they don't get the opportunity to interact with a medium that can help them resolve things and cross over. You know what I mean? Like they can't cover the whole planet. (laughs) Um. I think it's absolutely possible for someone to be stuck. Mm -hmm. So in this train of thought, when someone crosses over, they're no longer, you can no longer tap into them. I don't think that's necessarily true either. Um, So from what my understanding is from, from how I've, yeah, from what I've come to understand through talking with other people and their experiences and other mediums, it's kind of like a crossover and then you kind of are here in a limbo, sort of speak before you do your life review mm. and your life review is you're literally going over every single minute of your life and resolving whatnot that needs to be resolved. It can take as long or as little time, like time doesn't matter in that process. But the idea is once you pass through life review, you just, you're part of the general energy well, necessarily. Mm-hmm. Soul contracts mm-hmm. can be made there, um, et cetera. If, if, if you need to watch over relatives or whatnot, you may choose to stay less connected to the well, the collective, the one as we get forgotten, like what happens to people who no longer have living relatives that mm. remember them are constantly engaging with them, et cetera, et cetera. If there's no one left to connect to, to visit, you're free to continue on. Hmm. Neat. But it's entirely up to the individual soul, right? So you still have some autonomy. Absolutely. Mm. I believe so. Yeah. Like this kind of idea that it's almost like you get up there wherever i don't know i don't really can't I say mean, really have a, a feeling of where up there is but like right I like right it. like up yeah. there is a nice safe yeah abrahamic notion yeah, exactly. that we're all comfy with identifying <laughs> but uh i like that there's this sort of idea of like you're sort of it's almost like you're at uh the salad bar or at um uh what not the salad bar but where do where do you go when you like uh can get whatever you want just like buffet you're at the buffet and you're just like, uh, is it okay if I can, I, can I, can I choose this? And that there's like some sort of maybe, I wouldn't say God, but like, just that there's like, whatever you want, mm-hmm. there's no rules here. Rules are like what it was like when you were in a human body down on earth. Like you just do whatever you want. But there's like a, there's a higher consciousness right about it. Like there's no more really like desires or wants or needs or things like that. It's kind of just like. melted in to decide what's happening next 
come back, don't come back, come back right away, hang out for a bit. Hang out for a bit. Just chill in this closet with me. Probably. Chill in the giant, pretty swirl. That's how I envision it. That could be cool. I love it. Like all geometry. I think you're just like chilling. So exciting. I've never thought of it that way. Especially not the well. (laughs) It's like, I don't know. I've had it. I've heard it explained different ways. That was the best way that I could think of to describe it in this moment. So do you believe in reincarnation then? 100%. At what point do they, in in your kind of understanding, would, would that fit in there? When there's no more lessons to learn or teach. Mm. When there's no more soul contracts to make. Mm. So can you like, I, I mean, I have a sort of a general idea of what you're getting at when you say soul contract, but what does that mean? You're using that. Soul contract? Yeah. Um, think of it as say, for instance, and this is a very, very extreme, and I'm going to say trigger warning before I continue on this. I hope that's okay. Trigger warning, possible abuse coming up next, but there's some kind of lesson that needs to be learned between two souls or a lesson that needs to be learned. And one that needs to be someone that is in the position to teach. So we have these life experiences and these interactions with different people. And all of these interactions are agreements that we're fulfilling. Mm -hmm. And some of them are a lot more significant than others. Like when you're meeting someone that you click with so easily, so seamlessly, so wonderfully seemingly fast i believe there's a reason for that Mm -hmm. Mm. whether it is you're like there's a recognition there there's a soul recognition there and if this is a mass phenomenon that so many people experience so often in our lives like how is that something that gets discounted yeah i mean that makes a lot of sense i think we kim and i are gonna have like a shorter little debrief or restarted watching surviving death on Netflix. I'm watching it for the first time, but, but I kind of had a similar takeaway in that, like there were moments I was watching it and I was kind of like, but then I kind of just have to step back and be like, this has happened to so many people over Mm. all over the world. And there's been similar for millennia. Yeah. Yeah. For millennia. Like as long as there's recorded history. Yeah. People have been having these experiences with death in the afterlife. mm -hmm. It's kind of like, wild. it's pretty ignorant to be someone who would just be like. Egotistical, I like to think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Danielle. My love. <laughs> My love. Do you consider yourself to have psychic abilities or do you even think that's a thing? Like, can you tap into... Like, you know, all those experiments that they used to do where they were like trying to tap into the brains of soldiers. Oh, now we're talking about men staring at goats and the (laughs) the American military projects. Um, Well, a lot of that was proven and a lot of it was debunked. And I don't have enough knowledge on it to speak on that. I can, however, speak on my own experiences. And I... 
I feel like I can comfortably and confidently enough to say, I can, I'm confident and comfortable enough to say that I'm intuitive. Yeah. Um, there are things that I just know. Yeah. Um, and connections that I just make. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, Kim and I have had some experiences even each together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also am aware of certain family traits that I have and uh, like abilities and intuitions that aren't just unique to me, but other people in my family experience also. And that gets a little bit harder to ignore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When it's like passed on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, My dad doesn't need caller ID, (laughs) generally speaking, (laughs) and neither do I. Mm-hmm. I I generally know before somebody is going to call me who it is. Is is but for me, it's as long as I have a, a connection with that person. If I have a strong enough connection with that person, I know when they're going to message me. I know when they're going to call me. Yeah, mm. definitely had that myself as well. That's I actually had wild. I had a uh, it's such a small arbitrary um, example, but uh, I had my I had my AirPods and I had put them in my coat. And I was running around doing a bunch of Christmas shopping and I got home and they, they just weren't in my pocket. And I was like, fuck, cause like getting frustrated with myself, I should slow down, losing my, you know, expensive things, whatever. So I decided, you know, for Christmas then I'll just ask for a little bit of money so I can buy new uh, wireless headphones. So I did that, buy them, whatever. Well, you know, maybe like a month later I go to sleep and I have this dream, <laughs> dream it was like, it was like almost higher self, I would say would be the best way I could describe it. And they're yes. like, what about the secret pocket? And I was like, <laughs> not nature's pocket. That's something entirely different. <laughs> what not your present pocket? Yeah. And I was like, that's weird. So I woke up and I told Carly. And what we realized is there was actually a tiny little rip in one of my pockets. Oh my and it Jesus. Fallen down into like the liner of the coat oh my and Jesus. they were there and I found them. <laughs> that's insane yeah so little things like that happen to me sometimes or I'm just like huh or like, like our brain works on shit like we yeah. it does solve st- stuff while we're sleeping yeah it really does and we will absolutely give ourselves advice in the if form of, of, of a higher consciousness yeah that's I, I had that I haven't got we haven't really got much into it um and I want to get into more detail on another like where we can talk about in more detail but like when I did ayahuasca I've done that like a few times and there is like it is it is the wackiest experience in that exact way where you are you lose sense of yourself as an individual of your body and it's just, it's literally as if some sort of higher form of yourself is communicating like real time knowledge to you. And then you leave and you've always, especially if you go into it with intention. Yeah. Um, it sounds really hippy dippy, but it's it, no, but intention is powerful know. and important. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, it's, I just always feel that it's a very, very strange experience where I feel like it's not it's not like another presence that I'm connecting with. It's like, I don't know, whatever is ruling me above me is something that I sort of like tap into with enough, I guess, psychedelics, but <laughs> I know it's it impactful for sure. 
yeah. I know what you mean by having that experience where you're, you feel like you feel an influence or a connection or a presence of something that is greater than you. Mm-hmm. That is like, I, I remember when it mm-hmm. happened. Do you mind if I tell this story? Yeah, that, We want you to tell us lots of stories. So I can tell you the story about the first time that I interacted with what I identify with as the divine feminine. And I was in my basement, baby witch, first kind of bumbling my way through a, an inten- a simple intention ritual, manifestation and whatnot. And I remember just kind of really losing myself in just relaxing everything, staring at the incense smoke. And out of nowhere, I got this intense rush of emotion, but like, it's a feeling that I don't really get with anything else. Like it almost pulls on every single positive emotion you have. So like everything from the pure joy to the blissful, to the sexual, like everything positive, Mm -hmm. it just pulls on all of it. And I saw lights and I remember them being swirling and pinky peach and yellow and white and purples And I remember not being able to see what shape it was because it was constantly shifting and changing. But it just felt like protection and all things good and powerful and wonderful. And I cried a little bit and I was not high. I was just going to ask, I was like, how high? I was not high. Mm -hmm. I was completely sober at the time. (laughs) Dan was at his computer, like in my line of sight, wondering if I was going to be okay. (laughs) And it was just wonderful. And then I just was able to tap into that feeling and that presence so much easier after that. Yeah. Almost like a homing pigeon. Mm. So it's like, okay, I need a boost today. Mama, I'm I'm gonna need some help. And she shows up and yeah, that's interesting. I was I was gonna ask you if you felt that you were able to get to to that place or to feel that presence um since then. And I and I feel like once that kind of got opened up, even though like you have to understand something about myself. I'm just a, t- a totally anal person who is just like, just all <laughs> like tensed up on emotion all the time. It takes a lot to like fully relax. So doing something like ayahuasca where it like, literally it's like extreme, like separation from my physical self. It, it really allowed me to tap into that sort of, as I mentioned, that sort of higher, higher being, which feels very much like me. Mm-hmm. But then I did. It's recognizable. Yeah. Yeah. Like it knows you and you know it. Yeah. And, and I think since then it's, it is something that sometimes like, I don't even necessarily have to ask for it. It will just pop in like the whole, like, what about the secret pocket? You know. (laughs) And prior to that, I hadn't, I didn't have that connection to it. And I think, yeah, it's just, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting for sure. 
I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I just can't wait for what Danielle has for us because this is going to be good shit. I'm excited. And the fun thing is like, as much as Rachel and I are into this and Danielle and I are into this, like, I don't, I I don't know these stories before we start podcasting. So this is going to be enlightening and fun for me. I'm so excited. Um, but before we get into the real spooky dookie, Danielle, we're going to do a psychic test. Okay. Rachel and I do this every time before we get into our stories. Okay. Um, so typically one of us will pull an image from Google. Okay. While the other one tries to tap into what that image is, like drawing it on the actual whiteboard in Zoom and like describing it as we go. Um, and I would say it's a real hoot. Uh huh. Yes. <laughs> it is a real hoot. It's a hoot, and we're terrible at it. Uh-huh. Seems better than I am. This Definitely. is what she keeps saying, but I just keep getting worse. Um, <laughs> but also, does that mean that Rachel's also getting worse? <laughs> like, like that's are you just what, yes. progressing? No, I'm, I'm consistently just... bad. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, is it eventually just gonna it's just yeah? She's drawing I, a puppy and go, I'm drawing a leaf. I won't go up. I, I will stay consistent. And yeah, and then, come and then I just go, it's tanking. Whatever's happening, it's tanking. Um, but we have been touching on elements of the image, okay. whether it's like a general shape or color or theme. It's I'm always surprised by how the colors come out. Like we're talking, we are looking at and drawing two totally different things, but there's like, there are elements of similarity coming there. So keep that in mind. Like when you're. Yeah. Like for, for instance, I had pulled up an octopus in one of them um, that was like in the water. And then Tim was like, she kept seeing, like she was drawing like a sandbox, but she's like, I don't know, like, there's just lots of sand. She's like, and then she drew a shark. So it was like, it was kind of connected, but but at the same time, I was trying to draw shit to make the sand make sense. So I was just like, I don't. So I just drew sandbox. And then I was like, I guess I need a park because that's where you find a sand. So then I started going off and then I like reeled myself back in and drew a shark. And like it, you get these fun little elements coming out. So whatever but I've you known were- for a long time that you are intuitive. Well, girl, we're putting it to the test today. I love it. I'm not at all shocked at this. Okay, good. Um, do you want to, uh, Danielle, do you want to draw or choose the image? Can um, I, I need to see I'm the guest? Can I test you guys? What? No, I need to see you draw it. We can do both ways. Why don't we do both ways, do both. girl? We got Why all not? the time in the world, but I do need to see you draw. Well, let me go first so I can see how it's done. So okay. let me let me explain what we're going to do here. Okay. So... I was thinking we could improve our odds by having one person transmitting and two people drawing their own separate images at the same time. So I can draw. If Rachel, you want to pull something up. Sure. Danielle, you're going to draw at the same time. Okay. And then so as to not like influence each other, we're Uh not going to do it on the whiteboard. We'll do it on like a little piece of paper. I have paper and a pen here in front of me. Um, And then we're going to hold it up to the camera and describe it after that was literally the one thing you told me that i needed <laughs> ah i got it okay i, I saw i have to pull up a picture i yeah. got it I'm the, I'm, I'm so the rachel see no. any guest after me will be phenomenal <laughs> i want you to write down colors shapes 
if it's a full image, it's a full image. If you're just getting random shit, put it down. Because we're going to... It's free, right? It's very surprising. It's always the side stuff that's the most impressive to me. Like the stuff that I think is like a throwaway. I also have two screens and I'm always like looking off to the other screen, not directly. So I'm going to see if that, since I can like transmit direct to you, it's kind of like a dis- like distracted if I am not staring sure. at you guys. So. And listen, one thing I found in the past is I'm getting distracted thinking about like, oh, it's a podcast. We need to be talking. I'm going to edit all of the silent gaps out so we can focus on our psychic test and we'll just start talking about it after we're we've drawn it and we don't need to worry about that is rachel ready i've been transmitting i'm looking i'm looking at the image i'm shooting it out i'm, I'm hoping it'll be picked up okay are you ready danielle hold on i'm gonna take a second to send it okay and i'm i'm gonna I'm just going to take a second to ask John to come get the cat. When you start drawing, Kim, don't draw a cat. <laughs> like the cat's just like, he's fucking up my life right now. He's a perfect boy, even though he hates me. I didn't have much of a cohesive image here. Me neither. I got a lot of colors. Okay. All right. Are you guys ready? As I'll ever be. Okay. Let's show our pictures. Mine is a scattering of things, and then we'll talk about it. Sure. <laughs> okay. I can't see um, this thing closer. Brown texture. This is a lollipop. Okay, so the top of what I saw mm-hmm. was a navel orange, like the pits on okay. a navel orange. The pits? Like just the te- the pit, like the oh pit, little the pit, yeah, the yeah. texture okay. of it. And the yeah. texture. Okay. Lots of texture. I saw the number 47. That's um, interesting. At another s- flash, I saw a little bow. Not a, like a little bow. Um, like that you would put I, on Franny? Like that kind yeah, of Yeah, maybe. Bow? Yeah, but okay. it, it was bigger. Um, And then the letter B. And then I saw lots of brown texture, like soil. But the color brown and texture, just like the navel orange had texture, but like lots of brown soil texture. Okay. And then I saw like a sock, like a men's sock, but like a soccer or football was coming forward. Okay. So, Danielle, what did you see? Are we totally off? I'm not saying anything. I will not say anything. Um, Yeah, me I got mostly colors. So I got like dark blue, black, white, shadows, purple. I got the sense of outside. Mm. And then it kind of shifted a little bit. And I don't know if it's because I was hungry. (laughs) But it kind of shifted more to like a Candyland type situation. And then I got a, a lollipop. Okay. Isn't it? It's so weird. Which was interesting mine, because like lollipops and bows. Yes. Mine was go. very like earthy and then it shifted to this like pretty bow and then like back to the earthy. And I was like, that's, I'm, I'm so down. sorry. That was probably me. That was you coming you in. in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot of strong energy amongst the three of us. I think, I think that's okay. Get, the wires can get crossed. Um. So first I'll say before I show you the image, Kim, the Brown's 
taking a closer look at the photo, there are there is some browns. Okay. Um, and I don't know if texture is the word that I would use, but when I show it to you, I'll, I'll show you what I mean, or I can see where maybe that would be what you're picking up. There are definitely blues, and it is outside. So, but that's that's about it. That's about it. About yeah. So here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna share my screen. Oh my god, that's so funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's not even close at all. The blues but and purples and white, though, yep. Danielle. Yeah, the colors are very Danielle. You spot on colors. and outside. There is brown here, though. You know what's funny? If you look down by the river bank, does that look like that's got a little bit of a mountain range on it? Hmm. Bet yeah. Maybe. Could be possibly. Because like, I saw cliffs. Mm. and they could be jumping so, so for the let's listener, describe yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> um it's skydiving it's a couple and and they're skydiving together um the man is on the woman's back they're looking like they're having a very very good time jumping in the sky um i the entire time i was taken by the fact that the man's face looks a lot like my friend carl and so I was really thinking about Carl. So I was wondering if that would like come through through. Um, but yeah, so there were, I think the colors are probably, if we're going to say, you know, if there's anything that was picked up on the colors and, and the outside, I would say that I would probably score Danielle a little bit higher than you. Mm -hmm. The colors for me were so spot on. And then the outside that I would definitely score that a spot like i'm not gonna say spot on but i would definitely score that fairly high for me and what convinces me that's pretty yeah like yeah yeah so this one is out of 10 because we have no consistency in our scoring <laughs> um i would say 5.5 it's a pass what do you think kim I think I Kim is livid right now. I can see. No, I, I can see the anger. No. <laughs> Not because you did anything wrong whatsoever, but because I refused to give her a five on one of the ones that sand. we did. I, sand. I was just like, you don't understand. You don't understand. Um, sand. You don't understand. There we go. It's a dad joke. I would, I would definitely say this is a pass. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that we're tapping in here. I'm really convinced of like the outside and the colors that you described and like, yeah. Now for you, Kim, two. E. E. Let's call it a stretch and say her chest looks like a navel orange. <laughs> <laughs> and his there's beard underneath them. There's his dirt. beard <laughs> is brown texture. And brown well, and this is kind of brown texture. So, okay. All right. Fair enough. I'll give you 2.5. Yeah, I mean, I I would say I didn't get any elements here, so I wouldn't score myself. <laughs> Let me see: bow, navel orange, brown tech. No, no, <laughs> none of it. Like maybe the earth, because I did see brown, like textury earth, and there's clearly, but I didn't see it like that at all. Mm -hmm. So here we go. Well, here we go. Um, are are we gonna get Danielle to choose a photo now, and then we're going to try? I'd sure, love Danielle. to see how strongly I can project out. I find I'm a lot better at that. Well, that's kind of the argument that Kim and I sometimes have back and forth, not argument, but discussion, where it's like who, it's either the person that's projecting is doing a bad job 
or the person receiving it is doing a bad job. Mm-hmm. And who, who, you know, because there was a while, there was a while there where, where Kim was doing not too badly. So I, my projecting not too was, bad. was good. And lately, I don't know, maybe I'm just distracted. I think I'm also distracted. Got it. I'm projecting. I would say that before you had officially said, okay, I've got the image selected. I'm ready to project it. Mm-hmm. I was already kind of drawing a little something. So I'm curious as to whether or not that plays mm. into it. But but then I, I feel like I got like a pretty specific image sent to me. So it'd be funny if it's like way, way off. But uh, what about you, Kim? Well, let's show our pictures. Okay. Uh, just to show. And now we can describe. Let me go first. Go wild. Okay. So what came to me was like foresty, like a forest scene. The colors mm-hmm. were really dark. There's like like a sort of blacky blue. Um, oh, that's funny. So there's there lots of trees. And then there was definitely a path. I also got a fairy, but like not a not like um not like Tinkerbell, like more folklory maybe. Um, like and that was fairy, yeah, yeah, like a real fairy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know what the real, real ones look like? You know, yeah, the real exactly. ones, not a fake cartoon one. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just like also like a lot of dark greens. And then the feeling I was getting was like really like melancholy and ominous. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, so I got like animal print, like cat leopard spot type of thing. Interesting. Um, and then the 1980s came to my mind, not really related to the leopard print but like just the 1980s um at the end i got a log cabin and i tried to write cabin but like i wrote my end all the way over here so i started laughing at myself (laughs) um and then this image is just what i saw so it just this is black gray smoky smoky and then there was blues like the most pretty blue up here so we had some of the same colors yeah sure yeah Yeah. also uh i i had sort of mentioned that um even prior to like it being admitted that i sort of just started mindlessly sketching and it was kind of like a fox that came into my mind Mm. um and you were talking like i mean foxes and lovers are different things but like sort of like animal imagery yeah yeah very cute little faces okay all right are, are you guys ready to see or yeah so, yes but i'm curious because i like a little bit of like lead up like how, how is there even a little bit of like a little bit that we've gotten correct or is it just like way way, way this is gonna be a stretch it's gonna line. be a stretch i'm gonna give rachel some validation because you Funny. picked on you picked up on an image i didn't settle on yet oh, okay that's cool um and kim came close near the end with the colors okay and some of the shapes the yeah the shapes were like the strongest part of my image the other stuff was just me randomly putting shit down but like 
and I never just randomly draw shapes, but like that was just the strongest part. Okay, let's see it. I think you both did very well. But let's see this image. Ah! <laughs> oh God, that's so funny. <laughs> it's not even it's not even remotely. <laughs> <laughs> Like Kim kind of got like the pretty blue. Yeah. And like the shape sort of. And look at this shape. This is what I saw. <laughs> I don't know. See this like little curvature out here. Uh -huh. It wasn't curved enough. So I was just like, no, there's a curve. I need to go back in and put a curve. And I, what I see in this image is a big curve, but the colors are all wrong. I would say the colors are not good. I do we want to show the picture that I almost settled on, though, because I feel like this is important. I want you guys to see. Wait, can you describe what the picture was? So it was a banana <laughs> with the a end. shadow of a with banana a on a it pink was a, background. Very plain. Yeah, it was like a very pale pink. Like I wanted something that was a very simple, basic image. So plain pink background. Perfectly yellow ripe banana it's lit from like the top left corner so it has this really nice deep purpley blue shadow on it and so then we nailed it we nailed it we got so close obviously <laughs> but i would like you to see what i was looking at <laughs> just prior what? so oh, there's a little log cabin <laughs> oh yeah in the tree in sure. the tree it looks like a fairy tree huh right yeah. Like this is what the was chaos. amusing to me is you're like, I want to show you what I was looking at. And then and then there was just like a patch of silence. And I'm like, <laughs> what, what what were you looking at? Which one? Because <laughs> for the listeners, it's just it's just a page full of images. It's a page full, full of, of chaos. Yes. It's like this was... guy, is that Howie Mandel? <laughs> Looks like it. No, it's Woody oh. Harrelson. <laughs> no, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. With the umbrella? Click. That is not Woody Harrelson. I know his mouth. <laughs> okay. Weird flex, but I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is it is it Shrek? Is that what, what you... <laughs> Strangest looking Shrek I've ever seen. I was looking at the broccoli with the treehouse in the broccoli. Because look at my log cabin. Look at my... And Rachel's tree. Yeah. Right? Mm. Guys, we didn't do well. It wasn't no. awful. Like, it wasn't a complete bomb. Well, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. Well, I don't know it what the fun. judging standards are. It I'm was a hoot, here. and I'm excited to hear what the listeners have drawn for themselves. I will let you guys grade yourselves, because I'm the substitute okay. teacher here, and I don't understand the curriculum. Okay. Well, Danielle, I need you to take a screenshot of your pictures and send them to me. Um, and you could also take a screenshot a of that whole page as well. Yes, too. we need yeah, the whole page. Uh, and then I need you to take a picture of your picture, your drawing. Rachel, you too, because this is very important stuff. <laughs> you'll you'll <laughs> also see that I gave myself a 0.5 out of 10. I scored it. Okay. Rachel, so do you fun. think you deserve that 0. 0.5? Yeah, I do. Broccoli yeah. is basically a tree. Where did you get that? But it's not the picture she chose. That's what she sent. I feel like I deserve a four. What? Mm -hmm. oh, no. <laughs> 100% no. Okay. No. So from an outsider's perspective, I could see how I would get like a zero. No, from my own zero. feeling, when my own feeling, 
I feel like I was getting close. What I enjoyed most about that was that like, I know anybody else would say, no, you did a poor job and you get a poor score. But my own feeling, mm-hmm. <laughs> the way that I would grade myself. Yes. Which is most important in life. Yeah. That's, a, that's we can't go into that sort of like existential conversation. We need to stay focused. <laughs> is eye on the prize here. Okay. And if I was going to score you, I would give you similar to the last test a 2.5, hmm. maybe a three. I think it's a four. Uh, so Danielle. <laughs> All right, let's get to it. Moms are fighting and I don't know what to do. <laughs> um, yeah, let's just get into your spooky stories. You said you have a few. Yep. I'm going to need to hear them because I'm hooked. Well, let's start with my my personal experiences. Hmm. Yeah, let's start there. Your snack game is on point. Like I'm looking around myself. I'm like, I have a chocolate bar, but it's not <laughs> like I want some sort of like salty snack. I didn't plan properly at all. And I'm looking at you hmm. got everything in arm's reach. Do you know what my trick is? When we go grocery shopping, there are office specific snacks. <laughs> you like straight up, you blew my brain a little bit. I was like, I'm an adult. If I want no. office specific yes. snacks, I should have yes office specific snacks. I am in this <laughs> office. Like I work from home. I'm in here all the time. I'm always running to the kitchen. What the fuck these am I doing? Cheetos? You don't have a These are office of Cheetos. Oh, Rachel. These are my office bacon dippers. These are my office score bits. I'm also a stoner. Like I am my, my snack game is on point. It always has been. Like we, we definitely are a household that like, (sighs) it's most important if the snack drawer is starting to like dwindle, it's like, we need to get groceries. (laughs) Go feral. Yeah. It's pretty important to us, but this, this is like a whole new world for me. And I'm going to start the problem is I don't really have drawers. And you get a bin, girl. Go yeah. get one of those little foldable sequin bins from Dollarama because why shouldn't it be delightful? It's your snack mm. box. It's literally your box of joy and joyness. So get the sparkly one and put it on your floor and there's your snack box. Do they? Do you think they have like a dark purple or black sparkly one? Because that's more like my... Yeah. Or you could make it. You could bedazzle. Mm. That could be fun. I mean, do you boo-boo, but you get the idea. <laughs> yeah. No, this is, this is. And you can still get said snacks at the dollar store. Like it could be a oh, one-stop shit. shop. Oh, oh shit. Mm-hmm. shit. Convenient. Efficient. Okay. I try. Okay. Whenever Spooky you're story. Just switching gears completely. Well, um, the first time I had. A supernatural experience would be when we moved back into our house that we had rented previously. So a little backstory. I was born in uh, the GTA. And when we moved closer to where we are now, um, we were renting from my dad's best friend. And we wanted to buy the house at the time. We couldn't afford it. So we bought a different house. And then our neighbors at the time that we shared a driveway with bought the house from my dad's best friend. Mm -hmm. 
Hmm. So then they now owned both houses with the connecting driveway. Uh, Uh, We were always really close with them. Uh, She was one of, um, she was like my dad's favorite bank teller. So like he saw her all the time anyways, even long after we moved. And one day, like they had done a bunch of renovations of the house because it needed a lot of work. Um, And one day he had gone into the bank and she had said, hey, do you want your house back? and he's like what do you mean he's like well like we got in a motorcycle accident those stairs are a lot for me so like we're looking at you know not with that anymore so we know how much you guys love the house do you want your house back right Mm -hmm. and sold it to them at a like a price they wouldn't have been able to get otherwise which is amazing and uh before we were able to move in he had gone into the house next door, the other house, and took his own life. Mm. The husband. Oh, sorry. The bank teller's dad. husband? Bank teller's husband. Okay. So, and this is someone that I knew even from a little kid because they were our neighbors when, like, mm-hmm. I knew him since I was three. And then they had a dog named Barbie. The dog didn't last long after he did, after he was gone. And uh, so there's the background. And he always loved our house. And I remember not long after us moving in, I would say maybe about a year or two. Okay. Long enough that the fireplace had been cleaned and emptied many times because we had a wood burning fireplace, have a wood burning fireplace. My parents are still in that house. Um, yeah. Oh, so that, like, I think, I think annually you're supposed to get someone in to kind of clean it. Precisely. Stuff. Precisely. Yeah. Like yeah. it's been maintained. Yeah. And my dad, like we were, we were sitting in the living room. It was my mom, my dad, and I, I can't remember if my brother was there or not. And we're sitting there going, I can smell cigarettes. And like, none of us mm-hmm. smoke. Like I was a kid, neither of my parents smoke. And we're watching tendrils of cigarette smoke float through our living room and we can see it, but there's no like real obvious source of it. It's just there. Right. And the, the house is not attached to another house. It's just that you share, no. you shared a driveway. We shared a driveway. Okay. The house is a freestanding single family home. Um, so like, we're trying to find a source to this. And my dad goes and checks the fireplace and there's a pile of cigarette butts in there. Well, John was a chain smoker. And so my mom was like, all right, <laughs> John, like, this is, you not- could pick up the cigarettes in your hands. You could, yes. you could lift there was, a, there was physical manifestation of cigarette butts. I don't have an explanation for that. I was going to ask. I was like, so don't what ask. do you think? Okay. No idea. No clue. Um, but my mom grabbed the broom, like old school, opened the front door. John, this isn't your house anymore. You know, this is our house now. It's time for you to go. Like you need to cross over and get going, get on. And that was that. We never really heard from John again. Uh, fast forward several years. And now I am a teenager. I'm a surly teenager in the basement, in my basement bedroom. Like honestly, same. Right. I was that right? child. Yep. Surly basement. Uh surly basement bedroom. Had my lights, my lava lamps. It was really my refuge. Like my room was bangering. I can't complain. Bangering. But the 
door was kind of like like you had to like it was a it was a tough door to close to my bedroom like you had to close that door Mm -hmm. okay so for it to just pop open on its own not something that is expected yeah given the force you need to use to close it okay (laughs) um so when i'm laying in bed and that happens i'm like and i don't have a cat i don't have a pet yet Mm. so we are pet free there are no pets in this house so were you asleep or were you just like laying in bed or it just like popped open I was just about to go to sleep. Like I was getting ready to turn my lamp off and call it a night and the door popped open and I'm like, okay. And like your rational brain kind of takes over Mm -hmm. and is like, oh, you must've just not closed it properly. You know, like you try to rationalize, like I closed that fucking door, but like (laughs) we we talk about that a lot all the time. Right. Like you gaslight yourself into like yeah, making absolutely. quote unquote sense. Yeah. Um, but then I very clearly saw and felt something jump on my bed at the bottom of my bed. And it felt, I mean, I know you said you didn't have an animal, but it felt like the size of a human. Not at first. Um, okay. But once it started moving up my bed, it was very clearly and like I got animal sense from it. Okay. And I got familiar animal sense from it, but I was still petrified. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Obviously. And then I got pinned mm-hmm. so I could feel paws in my shoulders. Um, so then that was like, Wah! and I'm yeah. like running upstairs. And then when I get upstairs to my parents' bedroom, like they're awake, which I was not expecting because I was up very past my bedtime. Mm-hmm. Uh um, I was not expecting them to be awake and yet they were. And my dad's like, Oh, did Barbie come and visit you too? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? The dog came up here first looking for John. And then I, I suppose he came down and saw you too. She. Uh, creepy. So once again, my mom had to wow. get going. That's freaky. Freaky deaky. Yeah. I'm glad Carter did tonight. It only visit <laughs> once. Pardon? Did it only visit once? Yeah, because like I'm not like personally, I was always raised that I'm the primary power in my dwelling. Mm-hmm. So I decide who is welcome and who isn't, what is welcome and what isn't. And I'm resolute like right in that one. power. Correct. If something slips past that isn't supposed to be in my house and I happen to happen upon energies I'm not a fan of get going. Hmm. I have, I have no time for it otherwise. And my intentions are very clear. If you're not here for passive observation or positive influence or protection to watch over me or my family or those I love. If you're not here for advice, if you have any ill will or malice in your intentions, you are not welcome in my house. See yourself out most expeditiously because bad things will happen if you don't. You're going to get the broom. I, the broom, one of my aunts, one of my uncles, whoever (laughs) it is that's swirling around at that 
current moment. Haven't helped them if my grand gets on them. Like it's, <laughs> I feel very well guarded, very yeah. well protected. I was saying that on one of the other podcasts where like, I don't feel ever like I've been startled, mm-hmm. but I do not feel anymore, especially in this home and at this present moment, uh, intimidated uh, by anything. negative. Yeah. I feel like really protected, like casual friendly um comforting yep like it's comforting at this point to hear or see something off base yep yeah i i have a sort of self-preservation thing where if i feel like i'm going into a space where i i I do feel when the energy is icky and i just don't stay in that area i'm just like yep bail out like i'm like goodbye um i will say though there's the odd time like things will happen and you're just kind of like what and in the odd time that that's happened i will just be like hey don't know if you're if there's someone here right now we don't really want to like interact with you you go about your business we'll go about our business like we're not here to cause shit let's just like coexist peacefully and Mm -hmm. And then usually then whatever sort of like weird feeling or kind of unexplained thing that might've happened that was small is then there's, there's no more of it. Cause I've just kind of like been like, I recognize that you're here and I don't want to fuck with you and please don't fuck with me. Um, to that point, I have another ghost story. Okay. Tell me more. That happened whilst I was an adult. Uh, this was my first time in New York city and I was visiting one of my besties who lives there. And this was in between one of our school terms. So we were staying at a hotel and obviously we can't afford much. So we're in this, like it used to be a nice ish hotel at one point in time, but now it was like rooming houses, like room, like it was like a rooming house, kind of one step up from a hostel situation. Yeah. You've painted a picture. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. So our room was very small. Uh, it had a clawfoot bathtub mm-hmm. that would have been nice mm-hmm. had it looked like it had any care taken of it at any point in the last hundred years. Okay, pause while you're telling me this. Did it uh, have one of those like circular oval metal bars on the ceiling that like the shower curtain went around those gross yes it did that's literally the the what we have in my home i'm carly Carly loves it i'm so sorry okay the only one i've been in like describing shaming it It, they gross me out because the only one i've been in was horrendous ex-boyfriend okay you've maybe you've been in it maybe i'll cut this out but like brings back traumatic memories of like the shower curtain being very dirty and always like touching me that's i've said to her like i don't like that it's like suctioned on to me all the time that needs to suction like yes and i hated every second of it because it was moldy and it was awful and i'm trying your trauma was mine yeah okay and like i'm a little bit more full body body than my girlfriend so i feel like she doesn't suffer to the degree that I do when I'm in there. Cause like, I'm trying to move and it's like, you don't even know 
there's no space for my it, body and it's just it feels spooky in those it's like the the walls are closing in on me and i don't my back's not to anything in particular other than hmm. this sheet that's about to touch me and it's wet i've gotten used to it carly really likes it for for um having nice baths of course so when we eventually buy a different house i said well, the, the kind of the compromise is that there'll be like a normal shower like we'll have two bathrooms and one of them yeah so but i i feel yeah they're kind of weird <laughs> okay continue danielle there's an old knob like an old knob tube tv in this place i'm not even joking like this is recent enough that the pictures of this trip are on my social media <laughs> and this, this is like the, this stops. is like the hotel room that time has forgotten it sounds correct. like correct yeah correct <laughs> yes um very rickety floors like you cannot walk anywhere without creaking Mm. there is no non-creakable spot on the floor okay Okay. we're laying in bed that first night and i can very like i woke up because i felt someone standing in the corner oh like i felt someone standing in the corner And not only did I I feel someone standing in the corner, I heard someone standing in the corner because there's nowhere on the floor that you can exist where you won't make a sound. Hmm. So I can hear. 100% this wasn't an actual human being that had gotten in. Yeah, let's. No, because I turned lights on. Hmm. I I woke my friend up and everything. I was like, yo, tell me you can hear this, dude. And I, I, it felt distinctly male. And I got male, I got single, I got loner, I got mm. curious, I got, like, I can still feel his presence now. Like, I can still remember what it felt like. But I got harmless. I got curious and harmless. Like, I didn't get, so I was like, cool. I was just like, yo, if you're going to be here, I'm going to need you. Like, I understand that, like, you live here and I'm visiting, but, like, if we can share this space, it'd be cool if you'd shut the hell up in the middle of the night. <laughs> the vision, the vision that I just got was, like, just, like, Napoleon Dynamite. It's, like, in the corner, he's, like, literally, kind of. That's, like, I, I got, um, I got balding, but, yeah, similar, similar mannerisms. Okay. Um, he also would like to play with our TV and, like, it blew mm. Sarah's mind. I kept, I just dropped her name. It blew her mind that it listened every time I said something. If I said stop, it stopped. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's um, the weird, I've, I've experienced that and tested it to the point that I feel statistically this is not possible unless mm-hmm. there's like something interacting with me. Yep. Weird. That was with Buddy and me trying to check the fucking weather one morning. And he wouldn't stay the hell away from the TV and kept making it go static. I'm like, could you just watch it with me from over here? You don't need to stand directly beside the TV. Did you feel I'm scared? Just, I'm just ever. Not you once. Did your no. friend feel scared? Like initially, like I was startled initially. So I was like, what the fuck is happening? Hmm. But once I got my, my bearings and I could get a, a, as close to what you could call a read, but no, she's not scared. Uh, when she's with me because we've known each other long enough that she's she's seen more like we've known each other since the first grade okay 
Hmm. She's been around me. She's been around my dad. Like she's fully aware of all the woo woo shit that happens in my family. (laughs) And probably just that, like you guys have some level of, I want to say control, but like she probably feels safe that you, you can handle the situation. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like that's something that I really try to instill in my kids too. Like we have frank conversations about stuff like that. Um, more so with my eldest than my youngest, but she's almost kind of teaching the little one. Okay. Like you don't need to be afraid of ghosts because ghosts are afraid of mom. (laughs) (laughs) And that is true. (laughs) I'm like, so fearful. We've talked about this before with Kim, but like, cause like there's this, um, this hotel here that that was the topic of our last a podcast that we had done um, and it's super haunted there's a million stories we talked about it and he's like oh my god like i want to come there's cheap flights we're gonna go there we're gonna stay overnight i'm like no thank you no thank you i don't so it's like mm. it's very very interesting to me and i love having conversations about it and i like being like oh that's so creepy but i don't know that i like willingly want to put myself in creepy positions mm. i'm much more confident in my territory than I am in someone else's. Mm-hmm. That makes yeah. sense. Um, we, John and I, for one year, it was during COVID. So like Halloween was tough, but we did something where we paid some money for an online haunting in your own home. And they walk you through. Did, did Yes. Did I tell you about this? Mm-hmm. I don't like, know if you told me all the details, but I think you told me you were going to do it. Yeah. And, and I it advise was like, strongly against it. Yeah. It was like, do these five different scenarios and, you know, you're going to tap into something. And we did tap into something, but there was one, like, I was pretty confident and I wanted to hear or see or feel something, but there was still one that was so spooky that I was like, I'm not. I'm not doing that. So like, Rachel, I feel like I totally know what you're talking about when you say you're scared of this stuff, you're interested, but you're scared because like the one was like, turn off the light to complete black and sit in front of a mirror for Bloody Mary. And I was just like, I'm not doing that. that. John, John did it. He didn't see or feel anything, but I like could not even bring myself to do it. I was like, I can't. What if I see something? It would feels you, dark. It didn't feel right. Would you classify John as intuitive? No. That's <laughs> why. That's why. Absolutely. No. He, he couldn't feel it. He couldn't feel anything. Yeah. And if he's a psychic dud, as you would, as you would say, where it nothing's gonna happen. But if someone like you or me sat in front of a mirror, like no. Yeah. You couldn't get I me just, to do it. Direct- Direct quote from Kim from one of our podcasts was, he wants to be able to feel it desperately. <laughs> He's desperate. desperately. He's desperate, but he doesn't feel a fucking thing, which is probably why he could go into the dark room and sit in front of a mirror. Like, yeah, that's why he could go to the catacombs. That's why he can go to the catacombs. I could I not. I, well, also, I was claustrophobic. So I was, but that was one of my questions I was going to pose to both of you. Do you have like, strong feelings or experiences when you visit places with um an ancient or uh traumatic history so like something Mm -hmm. that was particularly violent or something at 
a particular location? Yes, I was in Dublin and I went to the prison there. Um, I because it was like a, I should say it's like a historic prison. So it's mm-hmm. not currently active with people in there. Mm-hmm. And they told the story. There's just one area kind of out in the open where they had brought, they told the story, they brought people and they had executed them against the building. And I don't remember all the details because it's been a few years, but like being in that space, mm-hmm. I could definitely feel all of that. Like I was not completely disconnected from it. I was like, you can feel what has happened here. And it's very intense. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would say for me, no, it doesn't differentiate between any old random house or some like known historical site or like something weird happened. It stuff just hits me when it hits me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of that too. Like I, like I said, I like, I typically try to avoid a scary spot because I don't because I feel sensitive to it, but there has been, mm-hmm. there's this, uh, it's called like the Grotta. It's somewhere in a small town near Winnipeg. Um, I can't remember where it is, but it's like, it's like there's a church and then there's this like recreation of like some sort of Grotta from, in- from Italy with like, um, like pictures of saints and like different mm. um, statues of saints and stuff. And, my mom brought me and Shelly, actually, as an old best friend of mine. And we both were so creeped out there. When we were walking through, the energy was just horrendous. And then we had to we had to go to the bathroom. We had to go, like go through like the side area into the church. And in the church felt even worse. Ugh. And I remember we were both like, this is not a nice place. This doesn't feel nice. And then another instance that was kind of similar to that I had told him about when I was searching for my first house, um, we went and we were looking all over at different houses. We went into this one house and I was like, this place feels kind of weird. But then we went into the basement and I was like, nope, 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 nope. I'm like, let's get out of here right now. Cause I could just, yeah. I was just like, there is, there is so much icky feeling, darkness, heaviness in this basement. There's absolutely no way that I would like, we need not, not only would I not buy this house, we need to leave immediately. Yeah. Yeah, We're not even going to finish seeing the rooms. Yeah. We're good. Thanks. When I saw this house, I felt things, but they didn't feel dark. Okay. Well, that's good. That would be different. I think I feel like if I walked in, like there's a, there's a nice presence here. There's a nice presence here. I wouldn't be too concerned, but like when it feels really like get out of there right away. Yeah, gross. Sweet. Um, shall we take a quick PB break? Rock and roll. That was weird. What? Okay. I went into the washroom and I turned the light on and uh, the lights were flickering and they stopped. And then I was like, oh, yeah, we'll see. I'm doing a podcast right now about ghosts. So I started recording and I was like, who's here? But I'm also like actively peeing (laughs) while recording. And I was like, this isn't good. Even if I get something, I can't, I can't show anyone. And I stopped (laughs) recording and then it flickered again. And I was like, fucker. You in bathrooms, man. It's just like constant. Absolutely constant. Or it was just like electrical. 
malfunctioning, but I don't, I didn't feel the best walking out of there. You know, when you feel like something on your back, yeah, or you kind of want to walk out sideways. Yep. Or you like walk real fast to where you want to go. Yeah. That's how I felt. Spooky dookie. All right. Let's get to our third story from Danielle. It's actually, we realized it's actually the fourth story. Great. Our fourth. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was good because I had, I had given three ghost stories. I was going to tell a little bit uh, about sometimes how I get visitations after Mm. people have passed on in the form of dreams. So, Oh, that's nice. Yes. Yeah. Um, The first time it happened, I didn't realize it happened. Um, It wasn't until I think I needed to process it a little bit more. And I mentioned it to my mom and she kind of just stopped and looked at me. Mm. Um, It was after my grandma had passed away. Uh, my mom's mom and I had some anger towards my older cousin that I was working through for a number number of stupid reasons I was a teenager at the time and I remember in this dream I was walking I can still see it vividly I can see it smell it hear it I'm walking down this street I don't know up to this house I don't know and there's a fence and it's a bungalow, just like a regular wartime bungalow situation. And then I go inside, but the kitchen is the kitchen at the house my grandmother had growing up. Mm. So she had like two other places after that one, but we were in that kitchen before the renovations. And had you seen it before? Or did you see photos of it or? No, I had seen that kitchen before. So I didn't know the house Mm. outside, but I I didn't recognize the house on the outside. I don't know what house that was. I didn't know what house that was, but inside was the house I did know. Okay. um, That I had spent so much time in growing up and it was the kitchen as it was through the eighties until my grandfather refinished all of the cupboards for her. And I remember she's the kitchen was bigger than it was (laughs) in reality, but I think it was just a projection of what my grandmother would have liked Mm -hmm. in her perfect kitchen. It was bigger and in her perfect world, her, like she presented herself as a version of her that I never knew. I never knew the Greta that dyed her hair black long after it needed to be dyed. Mm-hmm. I didn't know her when she still had her natural teeth, when she had her gap, she had a gap tooth mm-hmm. in her friends. And I only knew her with dentures when she finally got that fixed. Right. Like what a cute characteristic. Mm-hmm. But like she loathed it. Like if she had the option, mm-hmm. to get rid of it, she did immediately. So I never knew that version of her, but that's how she presented herself to me. And she, I remember how her, I remember how her hands feel. And I remember her telling me that I needed to forgive Robin. Mm. And I argued with her. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, you're wrong. I don't want to. <laughs> and of course she wasn't having any of that. And when I told what stopped my mom when I told her about that was that was the house she grew up in. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That I never knew. 
I never saw it. So she recognized that my description. So that was my first one. Mm-hmm. Um, my, yep. I, so my friend Hannah describes some dreams that she mm-hmm. has. Mm-hmm. She's like, one day she was just like, my favorite dreams are when I like go places. When she astral projects? She's like, I go places in my dreams that I fully believe are real places that exist either like on another plane or whatever. Maybe she'll talk about it to me someday um, on this podcast. But like, I had no idea what she was talking about or no, like no concept of what that would even be like until she brought it up and every dream since that I have had has been that me going somewhere that I fully believe is like an, on another level. That's a real place. I'm like visiting a real couple in their home and this is their linoleum floor, like fully. And it's been a total shift. And all she had to do was just like, talk to me about it. And these dreams are unlike anything I've ever experienced or felt. And they will stick with me for weeks. Like that, that day of when I wake up, like, like I, I, the feeling is so overwhelming and wonderful of these places I've been to. I just want to go back. And that's what that dream reminds me of that you just described of like going or seeing this, this, you know, place. I'm very disconnected from my dreams typically. Like I'll remember them sometimes, but I think that's a trauma thing. It's got to, yeah. It's it's rare. And the ones that I typically remember are not happy ones. They're usually like the scary ones. Oh, they imprint hard on you. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I wish I could just go like chill somewhere, suddenly be in Mexico. They're also not very vivid usually sometimes, but not usually. Like I don't wake up and have like a distinct memory of it. Oh my God. Every day, every day. But occasionally I'll get something fun. Like I'm just like hanging out with one of my favorite musicians and we're just like chatting. It's a visitation. They're coming for you. Yes. They just want to hang out with Rachel. Who wouldn't? (laughs) I mean. Okay. We got another another visitation. Yes. Yeah. Um, This one is a sad one. Uh Oh, Uh, it came after a friend of mine decided she didn't want to be here anymore. Mm -hmm. And that was the night that we all got there before even the first responders were there. That was a pretty, pretty core memory night, pretty traumatic Mm -hmm. evening. Um, People struggled hard with that. Mm-hmm. people struggled hard um she was that story we hear so frequently she was such a light and so happy and loving and warm and but she couldn't chase them she couldn't chase the demons but uh i remember people having a hard hard time letting her go and i think because of the nature of it it made it that much worse Mm -hmm. that much Mm -hmm. harder to deal with Mm -hmm. so the fierceness in which her loved ones were 
scrambling to hold on to whatever essence or memory of her that they could. Mm. They were tethering her quite uncomfortably here. Mm. And it came in a dream where I remember very vividly we're in a hallway, kind of like a movie theater hallway from the carpet being like red velvet plush old school movie theater hallway. And she's surrounded by people. I I can't, none of the people's faces matter, but I see hers clearly. Mm -hmm. And I remember distinctly her turning to look at me in the eyes. And I wanted so badly to hold her. I remember feeling that, like I just needed to cross a few feet of space. And I would be there, Mm. but I couldn't move. And she looked at me and she said, let me go. Mm. And she looked so sad and so overwhelmed. Like, just let me go. That was a tough one. Mm. Do you feel like those dreams or that dream in particular is, I mean, you call them visitations. Yeah. Do you feel like that was actually her coming through when you were sleeping and yes. Or was this like higher self, Rachel, find the pill, you know, the secret pocket? No, I think I, I, I feel pretty strongly that they're, they're visitations because Mm -hmm. what differs them, the fact that in my entire lifetime, these are the two, these are the two dreams that I've ever had that I can remember every single detail of where there was a strong connection where I felt in almost all of my senses, I just didn't taste anything. Right. But almost Mm -hmm. all of my senses were engaged. That's not normal. Mm. I think for most dreams. Right. When you woke up, did you have, more sadness, closure, relief, frustration. Like, how are you feeling? Which time? Uh, with your friend. Um, well, I was still working through profound sadness. Mm. Um, but I felt more vindication than anything, I think, because my focus was relentlessly on what I thought she would have wanted. Mm, yeah. Like I use that almost as a flotation device. <laughs> as long as I'm doing what I think she would have wanted to see me do, then I'm good. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that answers the question. Oh, sure it does. Mm-hmm. Rachel, just, have you had visitation dreams? You have, right? Uh, we were actually just briefly talking about the only, well actual dream was fit, like Finn comes to me quite often. Yes. Yes. That's, that's, um, I remember you saying that now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't a dream. I've talked about it briefly here before, but uh, when my grandpa passed, I was so upset because I was, I was very close with him. Mm-hmm. This is my dad's dad. And um, I remember just being in bed and like crying and like, I was just by myself which is a recurring story in my life, but that's another thing entirely. Um, And I remember feeling this like hand on my head. It was very comforting. 
And I got a sense that that was, that was him like comforting me. So mm-hmm. that, so that wasn't a dream, but I was like, I guess maybe I was in bed. So it could have been like sort Specific of a sleep and dream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Kim? I'm like, I'm trying to think of something other than, you know, what we've already talked about, mm-hmm. but I, I like when I was pregnant with Franny, I had tons of them, like tons Pregnancy where it would be dreams like, are wild. Yeah. I, but I mean like tons of visitation dreams mm-hmm. where like, it was just in my bedroom, but I looked up and there were like a semicircle of just family, mm. semicircle of family. Like family that had passed? Yeah. Extended, extended family and just like huge amount of like just souls just there and being like, yeah, we're here. They're probably going like, to be her protectors, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Her semicircle. Oh, yeah. My baby. She's my so baby. Cute. I could just rip her She's so fucking cute. She take her face and eat it. You could massive cute aggression with that baby. Me too. She started pulling like hissy fits today. Like I didn't know babies did this, but I pulled a toy away from her. Is this normal for a baby? But I pulled I'm a toy sure. away from her and she fucking lost her shit. Welcome. Melt down tantrum kicking screaming punching writhing and i just like was laughing crying at how fucking funny it was that this baby had such severe emotions over this toy i was like who is this kid and i was like i gotta i gotta kick that habit this is where the opinions have started yeah she's got them She's got him. She doesn't like kisses on the cheeks. What a surprise that with you being her mother, that you would have (laughs) a strong opinionated daughter. How shocking. Shocked. (laughs) I would have never seen it coming to be honest. Nobody nobody saw this one coming. Um, Yeah. I really need to stop like laughing when she does that though. Like that, that's not an appropriate parenting response, but also it was like so fucking funny. But she doesn't need to see her mother laughing when she's going through extreme emotions. So I need to like work on that. I'm, it's going to be so bad for me. I'm like, I'm just going to want to, like, if I was in that situation, I know I just want to give the toy back to the child. I did. Did you? Oh, immediately. (laughs) Immediately. I was like, uh, also, I'm not, I don't care about you not having this toy. Like, here's your fucking toy. If you want it that bad, I just want you to hit your face yeah i guess the stakes your face. Kind of low i don't there. care yeah but i can imagine battles, carly man. being like i think imagine carly being like it's not it doesn't do the baby any good to just if if you're if you're putting in a boundary then to just go against the boundary <laughs> and i it'll well, be so hard for me to be like no i have to stick john, to this john saw it and he he was just like well that's not the kind of behavior that we need i was like she's nine months old Right. You can't oh, yeah. This is not a judgment call. Yeah. Also, based on what you described, like, who cares if she has her toy? But I'm just yeah. saying that, like, you know, like, if it was, a, if she was older and she was doing something she shouldn't have been and you took it away and you had a similar response, like, my nature would be like, oh, here you go. 
I don't want you to be upset. Here's your toy. Oh, and that's not good. Okay. That's John's nature. My nature would be tough fucking titties. Let's the go. Tough fucking titties. Big tough, tough titties fucking titties. The, kitty and the milk ran dry. Yeah, exactly. What Rachel said. We're calling yeah. Aunt Rachel. I'm sending you to Winnipeg for the weekend. <laughs> Winter you know what? Peg. The only one that would like actually, you know, give her some like stability and well, I want to say discipline because I don't think it'd be that intense, but but would be Carly. Yeah. I would be like, whatever you want, let's go get toys. Let's go get ice cream. That's literally what John would do. And I would be like, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Me, I want them to have whatever they want and I want them to be happy. That's like what my mom did to me. And now look at me. I'm just fucking messed up. I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. It's going to be like, I'm just going to say, it's going to be a struggle. You're going to want to, you're going to want to. Correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. Understood. Understood. Okay. Well, we're four minutes over. We should let our kind <laughs> guest go do her work. I'm so yeah. sorry. The life of a student. I have an assignment due at midnight. And I'm like, oh, I need to do that. Oh, do it. Well, we won't hold you uh, back from doing that any longer, but I really appreciate you being our first guest. And I, I don't know, we got, we got really like deep and emotional on this one. You know what I've pulled out of this one? Hmm. I thought you and I had similar experiences and themes. I'm like, yeah, we're the same person. So like, of course, yeah. but then listening to Danielle and her stories, <laughs> they're so similar to what we've been talking about like Mm -hmm. how many times did we say throughout this thing like oh my god we were just talking about that because we're all having the same experiences yeah and maybe we're just not all talking about it as openly and as in depth as we should be but like I'm very interested in as this continues how we're going to pick up on these themes throughout well it was like my absolute pleasure to be here the vain oh, creature in me is loving all of it and <laughs> i would be happy to come back anytime we're gonna have you back i mean i'm Love sure it. you're gonna have other stories like that i mean probably ones that you have in the bank ones that you're going to experience you'd be like holy shit guys wait till i tell you what happened and i'll be like okay come yes. back on right and you can do tarot for us yeah, yeah i can pull cards beautiful. whenever you want mm-hmm. that'd be beautiful okay well you we maybe do like a full moon ceremony sometime that would be fun. Yeah. Hmm. You can um, do that. So we will let you go. All <laughs> right, guys. Okay. Thank Bye. you again. Thanks again. Bye. See Have a good later. night. Good Bye. luck with your uh, assignment. Thank you. Have fun, guys. Thanks. Thanks.